0: All right, y'all. We are back for another episode of We Are are the Ones podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. We're gonna have a really good conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to thank y'all again for tuning in. Uh, This is the podcast where we have extraordinary conversations with extraordinary people, doing extraordinary things. Absolutely. And today is absolutely no exception. <laughs> we have the queen herself. Queen, my, my sister, my girl. Or
1: as Adriana say, her.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, her. her.
1: her. <laughs>
0: we got my girl in here. But before we get into the introduction with her, uh, her. Her. <laughs> Avi, mean, how, how's everything going?
1: Everything's going good. I'm so excited about this student loan forgiveness that's Ooh, going on. Yes, yes, yes. Talk about it. Oh, my goodness. That's so necessary and so needed. But I do have private loans, so that is what it is. Yeah. But at least for my federal loans, we're knocking them out. So.
0: Listen, that little $20,000, i am not going to say little 20000 <laughs> I mean, that, I mean <laughs> not. because I'm I'm grateful for whatever little, uh, r- you know, relief that I can get. Absolutely. You know, but... Uh, yeah, I was just being irresponsible over the years, and it's
1: okay. We yeah, all go through and they it. Caught up to me because <laughs> they will not forget your Social Security they number. They will not—that's for sure.
0: They will absolutely okay? not. So. they're
1: gonna be on you for sure.
0: I'm just you know, but shout out to Uncle Joe, man. Um, for oh, for is, <laughs> he, is he Uncle Joe now?
1: I didn't know. What's like he like, he uncle. just
0: forgave my student a part of my student loans. He Uncle Joe today, <laughs> you know. So, but no, man. Like uh, just for anybody who hasn't, you know, if y'all, if y'all went to school. Got student loans. I gotta make sure y'all fill out the Absolutely. application. Absolutely. It takes about sixty seconds. It's nothing. I it's was
1: re- so shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked.
0: Yeah, so we wanna make sure that y'all do that. But other than that, how's everything else?
1: Everything else is good. Yeah, the
0: North Bills won. <sighs> that game was incredible yesterday.
1: <laughs> what about the boys, Come on, though? Man. Come I'm so on. excited! Oh my goodness! I'm so glad that we redeemed ourselves with yeah. that one, especially because we wasn't even at home. We mm-hmm. we saw nothing but red in that stadium. Yeah,
0: you know, you know, Bills Mafia is usually all over the place. I
1: know, you know all over the country. But, I know, but yeah. oh, there was a lot of red in that stadium. But
0: well, we still pulled out that <laughs> W, though. We still pulled it out, so that was yeah. a great win. Next week, we got the bye week, you know, so we can just kind of chill for we a, little bit, a little bit. We breathe for a little bit. Breathe a little bit, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, but, um, but no, man, today, again, I'm super, super, uber excited to have one of my best friends, my sister... Like, we, we are forever linked, connected, you know? Absolutely. We are forever connected, Ooh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Chatter. Yeah, because we are, we got, we got the tats to prove it, you know? So, <laughs> uh, this woman really needs no introduction. Uh, she is a modern-day abolitionist. Uh, she's a freedom fighter.
1: Absolutely. Uh, she's a social absolutely. justice activist. Absolutely.
0: I mean, she's... Just everything. I mean, I had the opportunity to have a life changing experience um, with, because of her.
2: Right. Because of her.
0: Yeah. Um, when we had when we took part in the Freedom Walk that happened last year, when we walked 902 miles from Virginia to Buffalo. This is the visionary behind it, you know. So
1: visionary and doer. And you know doing. how some visionaries just give you the vision in. You know, but nah. she's a visionary and doer.
0: Nah, she is yes. absolutely amazing. And oh, she's a such a good time. Oh, making her crawl in
1: the inside. I forgot yeah. she doesn't like to... I, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like stuff like this. Well, you <laughs> about to get it today.
0: You get it all today, Kelly. Because Give we love her her you. Flowers. We appreciate you. We absolutely are giving <laughs> you your flowers. Um, I'm speaking of none other than my good friend, my sister, Miss Kelly, Kelly Diane, Diane. Galloway. Yeah. What's going on, Kelly? What's up? My name
3: I'm five foot three, and I'm sitting in this podcast with my family. Hey, come hey. on. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sign me. Come no on, yeah, Somebody signed her right just away. Just <laughs> <laughs> yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. The Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Book> Yesterday's <laughs> <me>. price. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Man. Thank mm-hmm. you for I
3: inviting me. No, when we talk
0: about, you know, people who are... You know, and uh, your shirt says it, you know, with the generational wealth, but we talk about people who are really like changing the trajectory of their family and their future families and things like yeah. that. You epitomize that, you know, I mean, you have a story and I w- we want to kind of dive into a little yeah. bit of your story, wow. you Absolutely. know, um, but y- you've come a long way to get to where you are today, the things that you're doing in your in your career, and really your life's calling, right? Yeah. So, um, well, we want to talk about that. So, But, again, thank you for, for coming on. Thank you know, y'all for having you.
3: me. I'm excited.
0: Uh, we're excited <laughs> to have you. we the me.
3: ones. What's
1: up? Come on. Come on. We're the ones we've been waiting for, man. Awesome. Here we are. Okay, so, Kelly, we're going mm. to... Okay, so we what we usually do is we dive into the mindset, we dive into your story, and then at the end we talk about exactly what it is you do. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. So talk a little bit about yourself, born and raised in Buffalo. Absolutely. Okay. And what side of Buffalo, what school you went to? Let's talk about all that.
3: Okay. So um, my entire family basically grew up um, at the in this one house called 64 Halbert. You might have had your own addresses, but um, <laughs> we have a matriarch in our family. So we, in my family, we still function off of that like, kind of big mama system, mm-hmm. and I'm named after her, um, that's Aunt Diane, mm-hmm. and so um, it doesn't matter whose kids you are, if you blood or you not, you probably lived at 64 <laughs> hours at one point, and so that's a part of Buffalo that we call Central Park, and so um, my family, that's where we from, we're from Central Park, and uh, I went to the same school from pre-k all the way to eighth grade that was campus west this school is not open okay. anymore but that was a phenomenal school it yeah. really was and yeah. um, my educational experience there really was transformative and i even honor those educators and programs i've developed now um and then i did my high school at like the best high school in the C- whole city on. of buffalo come on. The tech high school tech i mean <laughs> hey hey so, yeah, we're listen, not. Not We're not. listen, listen. <laughs> and so, but what, I, but what I can say, what I can say, is that I may not have um, at that time lived up to what a Tectonian was supposed to uh, represent. Um, I always tell people this, and it's not that it's not that I'm proud of it, but it is. Um, it is a testament that it ain't how you start, but it's how you finish. Um, I've always been brilliant. I've always been a genius. Period. Come on. But um, I was also a survivor of gun violence, and so when my he was killed January 5th, 1998. Biologically, that's my cousin on Diane's son. but because we all live in the same house, that's why I call him my brother. Um, when he was killed, I was grieving. And I became angry, I was fighting, I was getting in trouble, getting arrested, you know, all those different things. Well,
0: you getting, tr- was your life like that beforehand? No, nah, oh, so I was,
3: like, a regular kid. I got okay. in regular trouble. Oh, okay. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> right. in regular trouble. Like, I didn't even get in trouble for, like, if I wasn't allowed to, like, um, be off the porch. I didn't go off the porch. I didn't, like, I just got in regular trouble. Like, oh, she's talking too much in class. Ah, okay. okay. But nothing, like, violent. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. like, you know, it was pretty bad. And, um... And um, when I graduated from high school, I don't know how many people were in my graduating class, but I do know that, like, let's say it was 100 people that graduated. It was way more than that. But let's say it was, you know, you got your number ones, your valedictorian, uh, and all those other people. I I graduated 99. The only person that graduated below me was my friend Con Wen. Who was like sleep all the time because he was working in like Chinese food stores, mm-hmm. which now I'm thinking like, hmm, was that legal? <laughs> 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 you know, you but, know he just said his name. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, but that's my homie. You know, I hope you know what's up, dude. <laughs> but I mean, that's a public record. So, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I, to, 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 to graduate at the bottom of my class, to be told by, you know, uh, my friend's parents that, you know, I wasn't nothing, I was never going to be nothing ain't with their kids around me, that I was definitely going to be, like, dead or in jail or pregnant by the age of 16, I think, or even, wow. I think some people gave me, like, 15, um, and some people was generous enough to at least give me one more year, 16, <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, and then to be where I am today, um, I don't say any of that, any of that to, to flex on anybody because that was maybe the truth then. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, um, faith overrides facts, and I'm a product of faith, and um, those facts that were true at that time just don't matter today. Yeah.
1: So talk a little bit about your, your home life. So you grew up with both parents.
3: Yes, I grew up with two very busy parents. I grew up with, um, when my mom retired, she retired as the chief um, at the Buffalo Psychiatric Center. And my dad was um, about social justice and equality for all. And so um, he worked in the, um, what was it called, the Equal Opportunity Development Office. And That was before he moved into politics in the county executive's office. Uh, when Jesse Jackson had started like Operation Push, he was the regional president for that. Wow. Um, and um, I grew up in... Uh, my church with Reverend Dr. Bennett W. Smith, who marched alongside Dr. King and was super active in social justice. Like, um, I grew up in a family that was extremely pro-black and pro-education, um, also pro-discipline. <laughs> you know, but um, they were busy. But um, I had a village. You know, my mom has, like, you know, 12 siblings. My dad, as well, um, has a lot of siblings. And so, like, my village raised me, not just my parents.
0: Yeah. How was that relationship with your parents coming up?
3: Before Mikey died, I think it was great. And then uh, after that, I was so angry. I remember it was was like one point, like, I stabbed both my parents because I was so, uh, they were disciplining me. And I was so angry and so filled with rage. And, you know, I um, I mean, it got bad. It got really, really bad. And um, that's how I ended up going to Harlem and spending some time with... um, Jackie Stover Stitts, who is my godmother um, before she uh, opened this coffee shop right here in Buffalo with Larry Stitt. Um, and again, it was my village activated and uh, really instrumental in saving my life, I think. And um, I have, but everywhere you look, people loved me, whether he's my aunt, whether he's my cousin, whether you' my sibling, my godparent. Um, because of everything I needed, I went through. I needed a village. Yeah. I needed a village. And so when it comes to, like, who is responsible for Kelly Diane Galloway, other than God, it is a, it's a lot it's of a people list. to name.
2: Yeah.
3: And um, I think the biggest blessing that my parents gave me growing up is they gave me the freedom to explore who I wanted to be, you know, and what I wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. I remember um, the kids in my neighborhood before Mikey died, <clears throat> The kids in my neighborhood—they was failing. we were failing in school, so my parents let me turn one of the rooms in our attic into a tutoring center. Hmm. So I opened up my first tutoring center when I was seven. Wow, <laughs> you know, about ambitious, you know, like my so I opened goodness. my first tutoring center, and then, um, then I got real into like science. I wanted to be a mineralogist. so my parents bought me science kits, and so I turned another room in my parents' attic into a science lab. Then I wanted to do music. So my parents put me in community music school. I took I was classically trained on piano and got me equipment so I could record karaoke machines, microphones, guitars, and I formed me a little group with me, Felicia, and Lynette, and we called ourselves PYT. My <laughs> name, my name was, <clears throat> was K Dog. Our first single was Romeo, dedicated to Romeo in the, um, in, the uh, in the group in the group. And he's my Romeo, Romeo. <laughs> yeah. And I did my own editing and I did my own mixing. And so I had wow. so upstairs, so like my bedroom now was my music studio, okay. my, closet, <laughs> my closet, my <laughs> closet, my closet now was my my um, testing and tutoring room. And then my spare bedroom up there was um, that was my science lab. And then of course we had the bathroom. And then but whatever it was I wanted to do, they made space for it. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, if it was something I didn't know how to do, they activated the village.
1: That's so interesting because with your parents being so busy, they were still able to still cater and, and see the gifts in you and still give you those opportunities to groom it. Cook that dinner every day. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, wow. except for Fridays. <laughs> you know, we have fish fry on Fridays. Like, I,
3: is that a buffalo thing? A fish, fish fry, fry Fridays. So, yeah. I've yeah, never we had heard fish of it fri- We have fish wow. fries yeah. every Friday. Fish fries every Friday. Better, was it wasn't bad, it wasn't. No. Nah. <laughs> nah,
0: I'll sure. nah. <laughs> do that beer better. Dish fries every Friday
3: and fried clams. And then um, on Saturdays, we had homemade french fries with chicken gizzards. And on Sunday, that, those was big dinners. Yep. Chicken gizzards. Uh-huh, with Frank's Man. hot sauce, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: that
0: just sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I
1: don't know, I I've never had a gizzard before, I, but
0: I've had our family cooking, so I know yeah. all of it's good.
2: That's true.
3: So, I grew up with ambitious parents who literally they loved me, and they realized that at some points in my life that it was probably some areas that they couldn't fulfill. And so, like I said, like, um, they created space for other people to also step in like they didn't i feel like sometimes when you know you can't do something i feel like some some parents egos kick, kick in mm-hmm. and so they just like well this is my kid can't nobody t-, you know but my mom was just like i can't help her right now mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> and it. so um and i remember it was one time like i said some smart to my mom she called all her sisters to the house they was like yo what's up well, they pulled up, I you. Pulled they up, up on you. Like,
2: like, like that. <laughs> but you know
3: what I'm saying. But I, I bet knew. But you straighten up quick. Yeah, you? <laughs> but you know. But that's the power of a village. So a village yeah. raised yeah. me. Mm, that's good. What was
0: that turning point? You know, in the relationship with your parents? Because obviously, you said after your cousin died you know, there was you there was a lot of hostility, you know, that, that started to build up within you. You know, you had some 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 situations, some um, altercations that occurred with your with your parents. But you cause you 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 and your parents are super I right know, they're my I best love friends right now. I love I love that relationship with your parents. My y'all. parents are, are yeah. my
3: best friends. And like some people be like, man, you're not mad your parents sent you to New York City and stuff like that. I'm like, nah because it helped me. Mm. Like at the end of the day, they just wanted to help me. They wanted, the, but we didn't know what the issue was. Nobody knew. I didn't even know what the issue was. Did I it just ever, knew did that. Did you I, ever
0: find out what that issue was? And
3: once I was, like, 21, once I was in college, and one of my friends, Brittany, she was like, Kelly, it, like, something's wrong with you. Mm. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, like, it's not normal. Like, you don't have emotions. Like, you don't cry. You don't, like, you just blah. And she was like, you need to pray about that. Mm. And I went, I started praying about it, and I got therapy, and I realized that uh, I was grieving. Mm. I was grieving and and then that opened up a whole different can of worms, but then I met um, somebody um, her name is Reese. I call her auntie Reese Napper, and she taught me how to go through grief in a good way. Mm. And so like she has a, a program called Good Grief. Oh. Mm. So we mm. all grieve something, right. but like <laughs> grief don't have to last forever. And I think even right now, like, in this age of, like, mental health, taking breaks and all this stuff, I think some of it make us a little weaker than, like, I think some of it make us weak. Like, we don't, it doesn't give us the space to be as resilient as we're called to be. Mm -hmm. And so you, you make, well, I need time, but, like, like, something bad can happen to you, right? But it don't have to keep you down for 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're more resilient than that. Mm-hmm. And so you got to tap into that that power that exists on the inside of you that gives you the opportunity to stand up in hard situations. Like, um, I think sometimes sometimes being hurt and staying hurt is easy.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Because, yeah.
3: like, you got to actually fight with yourself to say, you know what, like, I'm not, like, you could cry, just don't quit. Yeah. Like, I ref- yeah. like, I just made up in my mind, like, I refuse to die like this. And so... Um, I changed my life, but um, I didn't. I didn't know that something that something was for real wrong with me. So I was like twenty one, and then like with my parents, when that relationship changed, <laughs> when I went to New York City right the last time because I got sent there more than once.
2: <laughs> like, you know, like
3: they're like you know, but anyway, I met. Tyshawn Bradley. I met my little high school sweetheart, Mm. and I was tripping. My mom sent me away. I was like, oh, no, he's too fine (laughs) to be a Buffalo without me. (laughs) And I was like, man, I want to be good. I want to come back. And I I was good. I ain't fighting no more until after graduation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be with Ty. Wow. And so I straightened up.
2: Wow.
3: Well, thank you, Ty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He in jail. He not. (laughs) I'm
1: gonna tell him about it though.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Ty, man. You know, hold it down. Hold your head, bro. Hold your head, man.
1: So I have a question. During that time where you were acting out of your grief, not knowing it, it was grief, the the friends that that you that you've gotten during that time, do you think it was? that you connected with them through hurt, or did you connect with them because you saw good in them and wanted to actually emulate that? Mm, that's a good question.
3: It's not hurt, because all my friends are still my friends. Yeah, right. So, like, they were all good people. I think it was a good side of me. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good side of me, you know, like, that... that and I always been solid ten toes to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, and they they are solid ten toes yeah. to the ground. I think like we just connected on just being kids and having fun and finding your people and loving each other, and um, and I think that it was a side of me that fit in at Hutch Tech. because like that was like a real studious population. Yeah. But then it was also a side of me that was outside of school, like. You know, I just had to be one person there. But every so often, that side outside, that <laughs> Central Park side, would creep into us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and um, I remember one of my friends was just like, "You don't belong here." And I remember um, uh, my homeboy was just like, "Man, you a Bennett girl." I was like, Ooh. "What does that mean? Oh, oh what does that mean? Oh, how like, they you make you feel?" Must be a Bennett graduate. Uh, no, I'm yeah. just, But at that time, Damn can it. we admit that at that time Bennett had got a little rough? Y'all yeah, had metal yeah. detectors. I had yeah. fights. I had a yeah. lot of stuff going on. And a lot I probably going did on. Bello- I, when probably, I made it. I, <laughs> I probably belonged there for a little bit. But like at the end of the you day, you would accept that
0: you were open arms. Yeah. So.
3: <laughs> but yeah, but I think like just at the end of the day, I just think that um uh God knew that I was gonna need the people that I was gonna meet there mm. in my life later. And um, and I I tried to do what was right, but again, in your mind as a child, you do not process things logically. Right. Mm-hmm. All you know is I feel disrespected, and, gotta and you got to do something yeah, <laughs> it. Like, so like, I know now that that's not the way. Mm-hmm. And then I knew then, okay, well I can't do this in front of these people. You know, and so like, um, and it, I think it was a part of me that just I, I, I wanted to fit in. Like, I, like they were doing fun stuff. Like my grades was not because I wasn't so focused in school. I was really, really focused on street in, in, in the streets and what was happening out there. That like it was affecting my grades. I didn't get bad grades because. I wasn't smart enough. I did. I got bad grades because I wasn't even wasn't turning in school and work. I was. I didn't. T- I didn't want to wear a book bag because I felt like it didn't match my outfit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, like you know, I, I just went to school like if attendance dictated grades, I would be a straight. I would have been a straight right. A student. Yeah. Oh, but you mean you want me to actually do this work? <laughs> nah. And so, like, um, uh, I think that like, I just remember like sp- specifically. Specifically, the one person that stands out to me in high school is Joanna, Joanna Johnson, wow. because I'm mm-hmm. just like, yo, like this girl. She like she she was in all the clubs that I wanted to be in, and she had good grades, and she was so unapologetically black. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's she right. But <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't focus enough outside of school to do that schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And so like it'd be clubs I would join and then it then the, the teacher advisor would come and be like, "Your grades don't work.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Your grades don't match. And so um I was I, I was just like so I think at one point I just like, this world ain't meant for me. Mm-hmm. This this world yeah, yeah, ain't yeah, meant yeah. for me. And yeah. so like I just completely turned to a different lifestyle, but in order to stay at my parents' house, I still had to go to school every day. They mm-hmm. ain't say I had to do good. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, interesting. Though. So Do you feel as if if you stayed in those clubs that something would have happened or changed for you if if you stayed in little communities like that?
3: No, I needed healing. I needed for my heart to be healed. So it was nothing. I remember I was the only black girl in chess club at Hutch Tech killing everybody. Because I had been playing chess since I was a little kid, I was a part of the St. John Baptist Church Chess Club, the one of the black chess clubs. They took us all around the country playing. Mm. I like I was rated, <laughs> you know, like in in a national magazine, you know. And so like I know they was happy when they found out like Dag she can't be in this club because her grades. But I remember the teacher over that club like coming to me like, Yo, can can some of the students tutor you? Can because they really wanted me to be yeah. a part right, of the club, right? But it, it was over. I was just like, once they told me I couldn't do it, I just gave up. I was like, I, it was just all these things that was telling me that I didn't belong in this world. Yeah. And that world, not alive, but yeah, I just didn't yeah. belong in that studious world. But um, yeah, I made up. I, I'm I'm just happy that I got out of Buffalo because once I got out of Buffalo, uh. That's when I feel like my life really changed.
1: Yeah, let's get into liberty, because liberty, (laughs) I mean, that is like your turning point right there. So what's what's the thing about liberty that really started to change your mindset? Was it you were seeing something different, or you had different people around you? Like, what was it? I made a promise to my dad. Mm. I promised my dad
3: the day before he drove me to college. I said, Dad, I promise you that um, I'm not going to get in no fights. I promise you that I'm not gonna bring no my no man home that don't love me as much or more than you do, and I promise you I'm gonna stay out of trouble and I'm gonna make you proud. And I remember this one girl, my fr my freshman of the year. Um, like I actually did get in a fight, but it really, honestly, guy wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. And um, like, the girl hit me, I, I like, I, she did. Like, to me, I would have never even fought her in Buffalo because she was so little. You know, mm-hmm. I'm only 5'3", so if I'm calling somebody little, she right. was little. And, but, like, she was, like, one of them girls from D.C., She like, young this, young that. Mm. Like, <laughs> young, 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 you know what <laughs> I'm saying? But, I mean, she was such a troublemaker that she, they ended up kicking her out. And so, like, um, you know, like, the girl hit me, I hit her, and she fell on the ground, and, like, my instinct was, like, Kelly stomp her out. And I remember that promise to my dad. I called my dad and I just walked away. Like, I hit that girl one time and I walked away, went down the hall because it happened in the dorm, called my dad with my cousin Ebony on the three-way and I was crying. I was like, Dad, I'm sorry. I got in a fight. Oh, I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> and so, I was like, Dad, it wasn't my fault. I didn't want to do that. And so, he was like, well, Kelly, we going to pray about it. Like, you're not going to get kicked out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm saying? And so, that girl ended up getting kicked out, arrested, and kicked out the next wow. day for, like, stealing somebody's credit card information. Wow. So, um, and then, like, after that, um, you know, I went to a, a large white Christian college, and they played a lot of white Christian music. Mm. And so, I was just sitting there. We had, like, <laughs> they called it convocation. We went every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And... I remember listening to the music, like, okay, like, all right, Kelly, you changing. <laughs> You're supposed to be changing your life here. Okay. <laughs> and then I just remember, like, being so bored, but you know, I was like, but I was walking the straight and narrow, and then all of a sudden, I left the computer lab one day, and I heard gospel music.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: I that was it for you. I heard yeah,
2: gospel music, that was it. y'all.
3: Absolutely. It was like, I was like, <laughs> why is it in a, a gospel music playing so loud in an academic building? And I just followed the sound. I followed the music, and that's when I met now Bishop Younger.
1: Yeah,
3: and yeah. ever since then, yeah. that was in 2004, the end of my first semester, my first year of college in 2004, 2005. We started a church, and my life transformed. And um, we just celebrated 18 years. That's year. amazing. Congratulations, and so Kelly. we got churches all over the world, um, yeah. helping plant all over all yeah all over the United States, all over the world, um, and honestly, that, that, that was the start. And, um, I love that. I think the ramp is like the, even the definition for my personal life, like a ramp by definition is a platform that leads from one level to the next. We always should be going up. Yeah. And, and then also like I rate MP like reaching as many possible. So I I just think my life is to, uh, I think I'm here to reach as many possible and, and to help people on the ramps that, that, are in their lives. Like um I th- I've been doing this since I was 7. Mm.
0: That's true. Yeah, you have. <laughs> that's true.
3: <laughs> so like yeah. the work that I feel like I'm doing, is not I'm not new to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not new to it. Period.
0: <laughs> I hear that. Listen, that's that's amazing. Um so let's transition a little bit, right? Because you uh you know, you you found yourself in college, <laughs> right? You know, and you know your faith really started to direct your life in, in the direction that you should be going in. And, you know, but then you started, you know, to get into, you know, some of what we talked about earlier, which is your your life's calling and, and, and the work that you're doing now. So uh, talk a little bit about, like, how you made that transition from, like, what what made you, what was that thing inside of you that made you, like, you know what, I want to commit my life to doing this type of work. I know you said your parents, they were, you know, they were big social justice activists, and they were really big in that space, but what was it that made you make that transition going from, I mean, you know, for the, for a the lack of better words, you were a troubled kid, almost, right? <laughs> and then you changed your life, and then, now you just com- completely committed your life to, like, you know, giving of yourself and, and helping other people. So, kind of talk about that. Okay,
3: so Listen, so let's let me be clear. All that all them fights and stuff I was getting in when I was younger, those was not my fights. I had a select few of people that I wanted to fight on behalf of me that I did after I graduated high school. All of those other fights was because I was defending or I was defending or called to the defense of other people. Mm. Wow. I've been fighting for other people. Right. And I was right. getting in trouble for it then. And I'm willing to still get in trouble for it now. Mm. It's just I'm doing it in a different way. Mm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like um, I've always had fire on the inside of me. And so I just had to learn how to tame that fire. Because if I didn't, it, I would burn and burn everything around me up. Mm. And so I think that's where wisdom comes in. You, you can be gifted and you can be talented. You can have so many things going for you. But if you are not wise, you will fumble, stumble, and lose everything because you didn't steward it. Steward it. Right. Wisdom is the guardian of stewardship. If you're going to steward opportunities, if you're going to steward relationships, you have to operate in wisdom. And so that me going to Virginia was me learning and gaining wisdom. And so um when I was sitting there watching a Red Box, honest to God, well, I was watching Red Box with Darrell. Shout and out to my boy. Shout out to my boy Darrell. Hey, he just had a little baby, come on, man. Um, little son. <laughs> whoop, whoop. My God. Um, taken I honestly I just thought that it was an incredible film. It I just was. thought it was taken a was genius really film yeah. like the storyline and even if it was highly unrealistic it still was a good film. It was entertaining yeah. and that is what you want to do when you watch films. But at the end of it when the credits came on and said that human trafficking was not really a thing, I was I was offended. Wow. I was offended that there are people out there. I was offended and still misguided. I was offended that people out there thought that they could just do that to people because they wanted to i was misguided to think that it only happened overseas Mm -hmm. so when people say well what led you overseas but i believe that god allowed me to be blinded at that time Mm -hmm. because if that if i just thought that it only happened that it happened here as well i probably would have found more domestic works and i probably would have never went overseas Mm -hmm. but being going overseas Reignited that fighter back in me Mm -hmm. because my fight or flight instincts had to had to kick in my my ability to survive had to kick in my ability to be able to adjust to food and temperatures and clothing and cultures that I'm not accustomed to and still but still have the opportunity and the space in my heart and mind to appreciate it and respect it Mm -hmm. that had to be birthed and developed and cultivated in me and my international travels and, and my international living. And when I came back to the United States, after learning that even in my hometown, the work that I was establishing in all these other countries was did not even exist here, it prepared me and and gave me thick enough skin to be able to do it. So when people look and say, oh, Kelly, like how long have you consistently been in the United States? Well, it's four years, two of them are COVID years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you did all this in four years, Yeah, because when I was living overseas, like, I believe that whatever that muscle is that allows people to to actually work, I did more work than I did talking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's what be slowing people's progress up. They be wanting to be great, but you talk too much. You want to be great, but you want to sleep too much. You want to be great, but you want to party, you want to drink, you want to spend your money. Like, honest to God, like, like when when I first started Project Mona's House, like any any bit of money that I got, like I put it straight into my vision. Mm-hmm. People didn't see me outside. I didn't have all the nice stuff. I didn't even have a car. I was Ubering or riding my bike and taking the train and bus places, mm-hmm. you know. And so like like when you really want something, like you you got to work more than you just like are distracted. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that those are the things that 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 were cultivated in me that helped transition me from just doing local work into international work. And that's why I can say without a shadow of a doubt, without, without lying, without frying, that hashtag my reach is global mm. because I worked.
0: Yeah. yeah that's a fact. <laughs> no, you really did. I mean, you've been putting in the work for, for, for a while. 18 you
1: know. years, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, longer than that. That was you said She was seven years old. Since I was seven, that's
0: about eighteen years. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but that's 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 just absolutely incredible, and to see and. Uh, the one thing that I'm I'm so grateful for especially about the relationship that I have with you Kelly is that I get to see this greatness like <laughs> firsthand And like,
3: the craziness
0: mm-hmm. yeah I see cuz I be yeah.
3: going crazy sometimes y'all yeah. like so people be like oh she always level headed no I'm not no I mean, I'm it,
2: not I mean but
0: it doesn't <laughs> I think for the, the type of work that you have committed yourself to and the type of work that you do just as a as a as an entrepreneur you, you're not supposed to be level headed oh
1: my god <laughs> you
0: know what I mean there're going to be times when you just ready just to kind of go off the deep end. I mean, it's literally uh, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. You know, when, when when you talk about doing the type of work that you're doing right now.
3: Can I introduce to you a developing thought? That's absolutely. I'm not done developing it, okay. so y'all are getting the first rough draft Ooh, of it. Like, I'm a Bills like a fan. Season. Period. Okay. okay. Been a Bills fan since I could. I can only remember being a Bills fan since kindergarten. I have no prior memory prior any well, memory prior up. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Every Sunday or every Monday, every time the Bills play, I get in arguments with Bills fans. Why? Every every single time. And I could prove it, and I got receipts. <laughs> if y'all go on the Bills Facebook page, oh, every single time they win. It, it would be different if it was the opposing team, but these are Bills fans. And I'm going to incorporate this in some of my leadership training. I don't know exactly how yet, but check this out. There, I, Every single time they win... Or lose. We only lost once, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I say, go Bills. We winning the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Bills fans, they be like, "Don't count your chickens yet. Don't jinx us. Don't, 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 yeah. don't. I don't want them people on my team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those people do not belong on your team. You either going We either gonna go for it mm-hmm. or we not.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
3: So those are boat people, and I'm a water walker.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: there's such an <laughs> element of faith she's
0: dropping, she's dropping in the work the that I do.
3: Like, people like like, Jamel's a freedom walker. We ain't had no money.
0: Nah, we didn't.
3: We didn't <laughs> have money. I'm like, how are we going to feed stories, these people? Man. How are we going to have gas? We where are we going to stay? But I'm a water walker. And so where the numbers don't add up, my faith has to make up for that. And it sure mm. does, Kelly. Every and time. so at the end of the day, like, you're not going to outwork me. Mm. You're not going to outbelieve me. You know what I'm saying? So if I want to get on the Bills page every single week and I'm still going to do it and say we're winning the Super Bowl, I'm going to speak exactly what I want to see. Yes. Right? Some people wait by the sidelines, and those are not the people you could build Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Those are not the people that you're going to change the world with. Scary people do not make history. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not a scary person, and I ain't never been scary. And I think that's why God chose to use me in this way. And so, like, even when it comes to, like, the work that we do around the world, they're like, yo, you scared, you scared, you going by yourself? And no, I'm not scared because even if I die, what y'all going to say at my funeral? Mm-hmm. Except for that she met, she died empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that she did what she was on the earth to do. I ain't scared to die for that, you know? So, like, I'm just like, man, like, why don't, why can't we all, uh, what, What's that quote that people say? Like, what would your life look like if you feared nothing?
0: Mm.
1: Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna find that's, out. That's a
0: scary thing for a lot of people.
1: It is.
0: That's a scary thing for a lot of people. And Social media makes it
1: scarier mm-hmm. because
3: because we haven't learned how to fail well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like you gonna fail, but you could still fail well. You could fail well when the only way you fail well is after you fail, you get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, and then also not being afraid to say, yo, I got to start over. Mm -hmm. This don't work. Let me scratch it. Let me start over. Like, right now, I got something that's in the works right now. People already know about it. I'm just like, hmm, should I scratch it, God? Should I scratch it for right now? Because, again, it's it's about wisdom. Mm -hmm. And you don't have nothing to prove to nobody. Mm -hmm. And so, like... Social media sometimes make you feel like yo, I got to flex, I got to do this, I got to do that. Right. No, you don't. You can sit down and be quiet sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: I had to learn that. I had to learn that because I kind of got caught up in the in in the hype a little a, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, feel like that I had to keep I had to have that face on all the time, right? That I was out there, you know, I was getting the the love, the accolades, all that type of stuff and it's just like and I felt like that I had to live up to a certain image you know, because because of, of this feeling that I got. It's that, that dopamine, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that the the things that I was that I was losing in life were 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 far more greater than all of the other stuff that all of that fake validation that I was getting online, that's when I had a complete radical shift in my thinking. Yeah. Like, you know what, I, I cannot continue to I can't continue to operate like this. Yeah. I gotta give I gotta give my life and everything that I'm doing, everything who I am, excuse me, everything of uh, and who I'm called to be. Like I have to live it for the people who who really mean something, mm-hmm. you know, and not just the what well,
3: the people you assign to.
0: Yeah, right.
3: Like I, I, yeah. I forgot on TikTok it was that girl that had all the millions of followers, and so she oh, had a she pop up something and, and ain't nobody, nobody come. come.
1: Yep, I remember that. That's crazy. Millions of followers. That's crazy. Not but, one person showed
0: up. But, yeah, I mean, but we, we find that because of this, this space that we live in now where it's that instant gratification that we're, that we're constantly going after, right. Mm-hmm. right? People often get so caught up in these vanity metrics. And, and, again, when you realize that at the end of the day, that stuff, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, Because I was, you know, for me, I was getting all of the, the, the accolades. I was getting the recognitions, and I was miserable, yeah, I was absolutely miserable. Yeah, you know because I'm just like I have I'm not sharing it with the people that I that I that I want to share it but with. But I'm happy that yeah. you
3: said that word dopamine. I did a study on 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 um, screen time and and how it affects children. And the linkages between that and children being diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, and children being overly uh, medicated. And the thing is, like, we don't really realize it, but, like, many of us are addicts for dopamine. That's scrolling and seeing mm. something new. Dopamine. Mm-hmm. Scrolling, seeing something new. Dopamine. And so that that's why when you put your phone down, and you don't even mean to open up social media, but your yep. phone, your mm-hmm. finger, does, it's just because now you've formed an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yep. An addiction that brings about a, a real chemical reaction in your body. That is that 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 satisfies your pleasure seekers, mm-hmm. and so like, I think that people are are addicted to that. So they what they what what you do is you turn somebody with pure into intentions at one point into performers, mm-hmm. and so then like so you have to break the addiction. Yeah.
0: How do and, pe- how do people break
3: it? I mean, I'm a spiritual person, so I can only name, I can only do that. Like for me, like. Um, 2020, I just got off social media. Period. Yeah. That whole summer, I left Buffalo. I went down to Virginia. I ran a camp for kids, mm-hmm. and I was off social media the whole entire summer. I ain't post. I didn't announce that I was leaving or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then even in my church, we we get off social media and everything at least for one week. Yeah. And then like, cause it's just like a a reality. I think that people should. To, should create boundaries for yourself. You know when you're doing too much, mm-hmm. especially if you got an Apple phone. It, it breaks down <laughs> your screen time.
2: Yeah, that's
3: facts. So you know when you're doing something, you ain't got no business doing it. So like my thing right now is I love Netflix, but I also need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I have my people bring up my exercise bike, and the only way I could watch Netflix is if I'm on that bike. Mm-hmm. So I ain't been on that. Yeah. I ain't been on Netflix as much as I, I want to. But what it does is it makes me more conscious because yeah. why like this. I want to make films so that's why that's my excuse that I tell myself but really like that's overindulging and something that's not better in me yeah. And so, like now, I could attach it to something that really is better in my life and can help me and uh, help me in the areas of longevity and health and wellness. And so now I'm just like, dag! All right, Kelly, this movie is a minute <laughs> and thirty three. This uh, this movie is an hour and thirty three minutes. You and got it on day? that
1: bike for that long? Yeah,
3: that's how I burnt my hair off this weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, listening this. to Anita Baker on the bike. <laughs> Don't
3: be in the zone. Burnt my little waves <sighs> off. Now I gotta grow Anita my hair back. Her
1: whole life this weekend. Yeah, like. I'm
3: telling you, but listen, <laughs> I love Anita Baker, and we're not breaking up, so it's over. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna turn it on. I might get lost again. How you listen to a music artist zone out so bad, you end up in Canada. That's what. You're.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Kelly. Only you, my love. Only you, <laughs> Kelly. What is something? If, if anything, what's something that keeps you up at night? Mm. Oh man,
3: money. Money. Really, mm-hmm. just money, because it's people that I want to give jobs to. It's work that I want to do, and so I'm trying to get to the bag. Mm. And then I got to realize that as a black woman, I don't care what nobody say. It's not one person in all of West New York that's more qualified to work with human trafficking victims than me. Mm.
0: That's a fact, and we Hands had this conversation before. Too. It's not
3: one. P- it's it's, it's not one person. Yeah, you could put ten people together. In Western New York, and they still not, all of them together still not more qualified than me. That's a fact.
0: We had this conversation because <laughs> I remember, you know, we were talking about some other organizations that were out here. And they get money. They get crazy yeah, they money. Did. But they, they get, get
3: money, but... but they're
0: not doing but a fraction gotta, of the work that she's doing. But
3: I gotta prove that I know what I'm doing. I know. And so, like, to me, like, these are white-led organizations and, and obviously, I'm a black-led organization, and I gotta constantly prove, 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 prove. But um, I, think that's pre- I think that's pretty much it. Like, I be really sleeping. Like, sometimes, like, when you, cause you, when I'm t- you. I'm glad you get sleep, Kelly. I be knocked out. Yeah, but- <laughs>
0: now, you definitely be knocked out, cause you was knocked out the other night. I'm just like, yo, I'm sex with Kelly, cause we was at, a, at an event the other night. I'm like, Kelly's supposed day. to be at the table with us, sitting Listen. next to me, and I'm just like, uh, Kelly, where you at? <laughs> you know? Did
3: I answer right away? No. <laughs> hey, I was knocked out, but you let me not. tell you something. This is the reason why, like, um, it's all back to them boundaries. I do not work in my bedroom. Mm. I
1: do Very not work good. in my house.
3: Okay. That's good. So, like, the thing is, when my eyes see the bed, all I could think about is sleep. Okay. And so, I sleep. And so, um, but if I was being kept up at night it would be like oh i want to help more people i should do this mm-hmm. but then well how can i do that oh you need money okay because you well, i know a lot of people well you need to know a lot of people that's going to actually come up off that bread so it's just like that's i think that's the only thing like like the root of it is maybe maybe the root of it is more networking maybe the root of it is some other things but like i think that's it like um but Is this other? This is one other thing that I have that you know I'm I'm working on is that um, I don't. I travel a lot, and my parents are older, Mm -hmm. and it is so. Sometimes I dread leaving because I'm like, man, are my parents gonna be okay? Like, what if I'm like somewhere I don't have no internet, no electricity? And so, like, that's why I don't be gone for, like, six and eight months like I used to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to India for two weeks. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Then three weeks later, I got to go back to India. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be like, it'll be stuff like that because, um, you know, when I was away, when you, I I just see my parents aging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see them aging. And overall, they're healthy. But it's just like, I want to be close to them. Mm -hmm at this age and then my mom and dad like girl if you don't get away from here and go live your life <laughs> uh, my mom they be living their life yeah they, should, yeah, they be out they, they, should, they, so, outside.
0: they be outside yeah they was at they was
3: at the event they before was, yeah, me they the one told me it was like
0: yeah she's still at home sleeping I'm just <laughs>
3: <laughs> but even they know like if I say I'm tired then they know like yeah she's tired she's tired okay like that day it was just like you know I could even when I talked to you, I was like, yo, I need a nap. I'm yeah. not gonna be no good to nobody. Mm-hmm. And like it was just it was one of them one of them days. So like, um, yeah.
1: So that's why your schedule changed. Cause I did notice that I'm like, Kelly's not gone for like a month or two no more. You Mm-mm. really don't do that no more. But your kids, so let's 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 transition. Cause I really wanna have the audience hear everything that you do, Kelly. Oh god. Everything that you do. So you have kids. Mm-hmm. You have um Oh, uh, your, your babies. I just I just love when I see you in in the attire and when you speak to them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I India. Love, yes, I love your kids out there. So, so talk about what you do outside of the States, and then we'll draw back home and talk about what you do here. So
3: one thing that I noticed is that, like, kids grow up. So especially when I first started doing this work internationally, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to move to India because I want to stay with my kids all the time. But then... Here you are ten years later and they going to college, they're they going out. to university, they In out. India, they get married younger. Oh, so it's just do. like I'm like,
2: yeah.
3: oh, so we are even <laughs> <ain't> gonna stay <laughs> on that orphanage. <laughs> oh like y'all gotta really live <laughs> your life. Okay. <laughs> and so um and so it's just like constantly being what you would you know, I guess our parents would consider it empty nesters over and over and over again. But but um we instill gratitude, so they come back and say thank you and we love you and keep you updated and follow you online, call you a million times. And, um, <laughs> and so, like, um, I think, like, that work, I, I feel like the work that I do in other countries is really solid because of the fact that, like, um, before I try to do anything, before I pass out one meal, before I do anything, you learn the culture. Learn a language, dress how they dress, eat what they eat, and I think and then actually understand their struggles from their perspective. Cause I mean, think about it, like people come into our communities all the time and they feel like they got answers for us. Oh.
1: And you don't. Absolutely. You
3: don't. Who did you talk to? Right. Candace Owens don't represent me. <laughs> you know? Sorry, hey, well, I'm not st- supposed st- to say that. Yeah, please, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. even
0: bleep <laughs> that name out. Yeah, but, but you
3: know what I'm saying? like, But the thing is, like, you learn, because I'm not ignorant enough to think that, like, the struggles that the families that I live with are the struggles that the families in the villages live with. Right. Because we got run of water in this house, but over there in those huts, they don't have run of water. Right. And they struggle, and, and, and they're drinking water from 300-year-old wells and or 200-year-old water filtration systems that have now rusted. And so now they're drinking water that it also has rust. So now that whole community has stomach issues, but really they're poisoned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like realizing that the issues that plague Cold Spring, it may not still be the same issues that plague Bailey. Right. You know? And so I think that's why we have to bring people together. And so, like, that's, the, that's my method when I'm going to different places to, to, to that I feel like I'm called to and to serve in. And so I have a couple more countries that we want to go into um, before I hang up my, my traveling hat, if, I, if, if that is going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I'm single and I don't have children, but that is something I desire. Mm-hmm. So... Um, unless I find somebody that's cool with that and also wants to do that, yeah. then I probably won't travel as often, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, um, um, but i am still do it until that time comes, so I'm not gonna slow down. Yeah. And but so, your team is awesome, though. I mean, oh my, my team is g- girl. so your I didn't know, but you know what? I man. underestimated everybody until it came time to, well, until I lost my passport. The first time. The first
0: time. Oh, yeah, I about to say, which
3: time? Uh, <laughs> I mean, because... Yeah, when I lost my passport the first time, and I was sending huge emails to the airport mm-hmm. and all these other people, my, we had 40 people waiting for me in Guatemala City because we was working in the garbage dumps in Guatemala. Well, I didn't get my passport in time, so they had to go. When I got there, do you know them people had served, they had did everything. They was uh, like my team, my actual team, the people that are from Guatemala and my, my actual team, they was on it. So I'm just like, yo, I'm a dope leader. <laughs> no, for real. Leaders create yeah. other leaders. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Like,
3: Absolutely. And, 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 and leaders are, should have enough integrity to, be, to, to, ha- to have people ha- trust them enough to follow. Because if you're a leader, ain't nobody following you, you just taking a walk. Yeah.
0: And you're not a leader at that point. You're place. not a leader. Absolutely. But
3: a leader knows how to delegate and create other leaders. And so I didn't even know it, but... I was doing it all them years, so really, in some countries, I don't even have to go back. They got it. Yeah. And so that made me cry, cause I was just like, not cry, cause y'all don't need me no more, but like, yo, I really did this with the help of God. Like I, but I, I really did it, yeah. and, I, and I was proud of myself.
1: So how how many orphanages do you have? In we other have one things? in India, one in Nepal.
3: We have a school in Pakistan. Um... In Brazil, we have um, a building. We don't house anybody in that building, um, but we're having social services, schools, church, and a plethora of other community service, and that's next to a favela. favela is a very poor community. Like, like we call it the projects, but take projects and make it, like, 10 times worse. Oh, my mm. god! And so... Um, and they all literally live on top of each other. And then when the water, when the rain comes, some of the favelas fall in the water. Jeez. And so, um, and mm. then also Guatemala, we have a place in this city, this town called Fray Bartolomé de las Casas, which is nine hours away from Guatemala City, where we work in the garbage dumps.
0: Wow, I, I love what you said too. Um, just kind of giving perspective about, uh, you know, what the projects so to speak over there look like you know and i and oftentimes i tell people we need to put things into perspective when Mm -hmm. we are looking at our own challenges and and things that we got going on over here because it's always somebody else who has things that's going on 10 times worse and you know you and and you you get a chance to experience that firsthand and and see that you know so does it make to
3: challenge us in that thought though okay is it worse or is it different
0: I think it's... I don't I don't think it's necessarily worse. I think it, it might be it's a it's a different type, you a know. different type of worse. Yeah, it's a different type of worse, right? Because, you know, what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing here, that's still my that's my 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 reality. That's that's my truth, and it's it for me. It just feels just as painful as, or yep. as horrible as somebody else who's dealing with it somewhere ten times worse somewhere else, yeah. right? Yep. So, but. But, yeah, you know, but it's it's a different type of, like you said, it's a different type of worse.
3: Yeah, because I feel like maybe not having, like, the children's homes are full like that because they lack human rights. Like, at the end of it, it's like a, a disregard for, for life of people in a certain caste system. Okay. And over here, you got to have a conversation with Sire one day because he's black. Right. and he can't go out there and do all the other stuff that other people do mm-hmm. so where they might not be able to comprehend that like y'all have to prepare y'all kids because y'all are black to be killed by to protect themselves against police they may not understand that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then now you got kid, parents doing fi- um, drills with their parents because of because it may be an active shooter in their school one day right. other countries cannot understand that concept. Right. Because weapons are not as easily accessible there than here. So it's a it's there it's all worse, but it's a different kind of worse. And so like I love the fact that our organization not only works overseas, but we work here at home too in our in and in, in this nation. Um because I know we send billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine when People don't. People ha- don't even have clean drinking water right here in the United Absolutely. States. They turn their faucets and it's black. Yeah.
0: Brown and black. Yeah, yep. man.
3: And then oh, I don't remember the year that Flint happened, but the fact that they still don't have yep. clean drinking water, mm-hmm. those are issues that I face in other countries. Right. You know, and so like, um, I think that I, my point in saying in, in saying that is, we all got to fight all around the world and. If you call to a specific fight, then fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't be no chump. <laughs> but you just do it, because I don't care what you what you do. If you if you're called to do this and you're doing everything except for this, you still gonna feel empty. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, because it's gonna be some part of you that uh, some 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 potential in you that's just untapped and it's not manifested. Mm-hmm. And so like. That's why I feel like people turn to other things. It could be relationships, it could be drugs, it could be bad habits. It's because they're not fully walking in their own potential and and maximizing their full potential. And so, like, whether your fight is in Ethiopia or whether your fight is in the south side of Chicago or the east side of Buffalo, like, fight your fight. Yeah. Fight your good fight. Yeah. Get, into good, get in some good trouble. Yeah.
1: Like I was before Mikey died.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Regular trouble. Regular trouble. Kelly, and we're going to
1: ask you just one more question because I know, so she has a human trafficking one-on-one event to do tonight. Yeah. So last question, Kelly. Tell, tell our audience a little bit about Project Mona's house, what your what's your vision is for the next five years, and yes. Ah. And,
0: yes. And, and part two to that is because you got a lot going on with the, the you know, human trafficking work that you're doing. You know, you're into you know, social activism now. Mm. What's it, what's next? What's next for you? So talk. Yeah,
1: so so do do all of that. All of that. All of that real quick, because I know you that's the hard part.
0: We to we're gonna get to let's the hard part. Too. <laughs> Think so, about it while you're answering the question. I,
3: multitask. <laughs> so I open up Buffalo, Western New York's first and only restoration home for women who've been victimized by human trafficking. We provide a plethora of different services, though. So the eyes don't see what the brain doesn't know. So I I work really hard to educate people on what is human trafficking, how to spot it, how to stop it, and how to join the fight. My main fight right now is getting into the schools. Why? Because when we first started, these girls, these women were 40s, 30s, upper 20s. They are now 18, 19, 20 years old. Last weekend, I was up all night with a 17-year-old. You understand? And so that part. Then you have the Freedom Center, which is our drop in center, where people where women could come on Mondays and Wednesdays, chill during the day. We got groups, we have classes, workforce development, all those different things. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have girls at grades 3 through 12, we, we call that our Young Women's Empowerment Academy. The reason why people are like, well, why does she work with girls? Because how do you save women? You save women who are part of vulnerable populations by going into those vulnerable populations and empowering the girls so that they never become a part of that population. Right. And so if we know that girls who are in foster care, girls who are runaways, are more susceptible, or minority students, um, or people in the LGBTQ plus population, then we have to actively seek them. I do that off of a model that, um, that I call living water. Everybody needs water to survive. However, Living Water says, listen, I know you need water to survive, but I'm not going to wait around for you to come get it. I'm going to bring it to you. Mm. So that's why I have the girls' program. And then on the flip side of that, then is activism and legislation challenging our lawmakers to make laws that are inclusive for all right. people. It mm-hmm. should be no reason why Piper Lewis, a girl um, out in Iowa that was raped by a 37-year-old man... Um, um, who kept her hostage for weeks and weeks and weeks was sentenced was facing life in prison, but now is sentenced to five years in probation. After serving two years in juvenile detention, it has to pay $150,000 in restitution to the rapist family because she killed her rapist that paid her trafficker to keep her for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It should be no reason why we got stories like (laughs) Centoya Brown, Delicia Carmichael, Zephy Trevino, Ajene Small. It should be no reason we got stories like that. So Project Mona's house exists to help those individuals. So then what's next? What's next is in the next five years, I do not plan on being executive director for Project Mona's house. Mm. I plan on getting a bag, securing a bag, hiring people that I know could carry the vision so that I can move into writing legislation that actually matters. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Project One's house, we wave the banner of freedom, not just for human trafficking victims, but for people, period. Mm -hmm. Back to the 13th Amendment, we have legalized slavery all over again in the in the prison system. It should be no reason why you got gentlemen that look like they're about to die and then when pri- prisoners say oh well, we going to we going to boycott and then now y'all basically cutting their calorie count down because y'all got to produce office chairs. Hand centers in, in New York state when we got all that free um the PPE, hand, mm-hmm. uh, that was made in prisons. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you get government contracts, gosh. privatized prisons where people are making millions of dollars, JPay oh where you just want to write your family, Securus where you just want to call your family, and these people are benefiting off of the poor because they want to communicate with their family, some who are wrongfully incarcerated, most mm-hmm. who have unfair sentences, and you driving Maseratis, Porsches, Maybachs, and all of this off the backs of poor people because poverty is also a crime, obviously, in our country. And so what's next for me is I want to make a difference in that area. Because I believe in freedom through and through. Mm. And so did I do it?
0: You did, you it. did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. You are doing it. You my have goodness, done it. Kelly. <laughs> and we love you for it, Kelly. I mean, you Absolutely. are making an impact in ways that, my God, that most people just just dream that they could be in a space like this. And and you and you just and you do it so gracefully. Yeah. You know. I, I I love I love you so much and you, you, you know that you know I, I love you to to the moon like the the impact that you've made in my life personally since since you've come into my life I've seen how my life has been has gotten dramatically better because of the presence of you in my life so I thank you for that I thank you just for being who you are and just for the fight and and just never giving up you know like there's times because this work this is not this is not. Easy work by, by no means. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are times that you you know, you don't have to be doing this work. Kelly. That's a fact. You don't have to be doing That's this work, effect. but yet you're doing it and, and you're doing it at a high level. And and we we just thank you. You, you know, all of the flowers that you and all of the, the recognitions and everything you, there. You're well deserving of everything that comes your way. Absolutely. Right. So so we want to continue to this support you, to uplift you. Um, and, like, again, just to, just to thank you for all the work that you're doing.
1: Thank you for being the one. Yeah, all you right. are the one. You are the one. Thank you. You are the one. Yes. Thank you.
0: So, um, before we wrap, uh, how can people, re- if people want to support you, support Project Motors yes, House, donate. Please. How can they? How can they connect with you? It's
3: simple. Find us on all social media platforms at Project Mona's M O N A S House or ProjectMona'sHouse.com. My personal is just Miss Ms Kelly K E L Y Diane. Miss Kelly Diane on all platforms as well. Um, And yeah, let's stay connected. Thank y'all for listening. And um, can I share just the last thought? Absolutely, please. The last thought. I think that. you can hear from my story that it really doesn't matter how you start, but it's how you finish. And even if you're in the middle of a process, don't be afraid to stop and start over. And uh, You have nothing to prove to anybody because at the end of the day, your only assignment is to die empty. You and go. you can't do that people-pleasing. You can't do that from the boat. So pull up your bootstraps and get out the boat and start walking on the water. And um, and God got you the rest of the way, period. That's it. We gonna end it like yeah. that. Yeah, there's
0: that's, no other and no other yeah, way to end it. That's it. And I was really hoping that you was gonna you was gonna end on that on that whole dying empty piece. <laughs> I, I love anytime oh. you talk you talk to that, Kelly, like it, it, it moves me. It it really does. And I think it moves people to 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 really take inventory on what they're doing in their lives and how they could like really start to die empty.
3: Yeah, know, write, it write it down. Write it down, write down that plan. Huh.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> On that note, that's it, oh, man. man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in Absolutely. to another episode. Avi, this, I mean, we can, I mean, I don't know how people could top this. I know. Right
1: here. Well, <laughs> I guess we're going to see you next week. We're
0: going to see you next week. We're going
1: to see you yeah. Know, yeah, next, so. next week. Yeah, make sure we see Listen, we appreciate it. Listen, come on, waves. <laughs> <gonna
0: be bad. laughs> couple of waves. <laughs> but no, we appreciate everybody for uh, checking in, uh, tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Absolutely. Make sure you follow us on all of the streaming platforms, anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. We're there. Uh, Follow us on YouTube as well. Just search We Are The Ones Podcast. You can watch this interview in full. Um, And follow us on all our social media platforms as well. We Are The Ones. So um, until next time, I'm Jamil. I'm Avi. This is it, y'all. We Are The Ones.
1: Thanks for checking out another episode of We Are The Ones Podcast.
0: Make sure you subscribe and listen to our podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even on Audible.
1: And then make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, on Facebook and Instagram at We Are The Ones Podcast. And make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. Because remember, you are not just the one, we are the ones.